Yo, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Nick and Griff Show. Today is Tuesday, September 20th. It is 5 o'clock p.m. after a workday, and I'm coming to you hot with some more news on the CBDC front, which, if you aren't aware, it is a central bank digital currency. Now, we did an episode on this uh, a while back um, about the executive order that Biden signed directing the research and development in this CBDC direction. Um, Now, really, the main point, I believe, of that executive order was to start the research and development. It was not to put into effect anything. It wasn't any of that. It was really just delegating the research and development and saying, you people go do these things, go learn about these things and bring back these reports of what you're finding. And we are now at this point starting to get back some certain reports um, with good or bad or somewhere in the middle type news on the research and or more so the, the results that they found in their research. And I'm happy to bring to you today an article read from the White House, from the briefing room. Uh, it is titled Technical Possibilities for a U.S. Central Bank Digital Currency. And it's got some interesting stuff in there. It's uh It's got some stuff that I think uh, I agree with, and it's also got some stuff that I think is really, really bad for the American people and more so just the world in general, being that the United States dollar is the world reserve currency and medium of exchange uh, for international trade. Um, I don't want to waste too much more time here, so let's jump into this sucker. Again, this thing is titled Technical Possibilities for a U.S. central bank digital currency. Go check out the link in the description. It'll be down there and you can read it for yourself. This was written by Dr. Alondra Nelson, head of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, which right out of the gates, what the hell is that? What is the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy? Why are our tax dollars being paid to support whatever this, what is that, right? Gotta, gotta wonder what that is. Um, Alexander, something that starts with an M, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Principal Deputy United States Chief Technology Officer. Um, and then Nick Marta, Policy Advisor. Okay, so those, looks like those are the authors here of this thing. So getting into this, President Biden often summarizes his vision for America in one word, possibilities. A digital dollar may seem far-fetched, but modern technology could make it a real possibility. A United States central bank digital currency, CBDC, would be a digital form of the U.S. dollar. While the U.S. has not yet decided whether it will pursue a CBDC, the U.S. has been closely examining the implications of and options for issuing a CBDC. Pause. Issuing issuing a CBDC, issuing money, issuing your time and your labor. Think of it like that. This is what this is. If the U.S. pursued a CBDC, there could be many possible benefits, such as facilitating efficient and low-cost transactions. I agree with that. Fostering greater access to the financial system. I don't agree with that because there already are digital ways that we can utilize our money, store our money, uh, interact with the financial system. I think that this is. I think that this is dumb. I don't agree with that. Uh, boosting economic growth. I don't know how it's going to do that. Um, and supporting the continued centrality of the U.S. within the fin- within the international financial system. 
Uh, that's just a really scary statement right there. The centrality of the U.S. Um, basically, we are the central authority right now, and we want to continue being the central authority. I think that that's scary for most people, myself included. However, a U.S. CBDC could also introduce a variety of risks as it might affect everything, <laughs> as it might affect everything, ranging from the stability of the financial system to the protection of sensitive data. Notably, these benefits and risks might vary significantly based on how the CBDC system is designed and deployed. I absolutely agree with that because there are different ways to design to design a, uh, a digital currency. Um, and based on how they design it, it absolutely can, can, uh, can impact the benefits and the risks. That is why Executive Order 14067, Ensuring Responsible Development of Digital Assets, which is the episode that we did a while back, go check out that episode, placed the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the potential design and de deployment options of a U.S. CBDC. The executive order directed the Office of Science and Technolo Technology Policy, OSTP, in consultation with other federal departments and agencies to submit to the president a technical evaluation for a potential U.S. CBDC system. Today, OSTP, sorry, I'm burping here, right in the middle of this. Today, OSTP is publishing its report, Technical Evaluation for a U.S. Central Bank Digital Currency System which lays out policy objectives for a potential U.S. CBDC system and analyzes key technological design choices for a U.S. CBDC system. The report also examines or estimates the technical feasibility of building a CBDC minimum viable product and describes how a U.S. CBDC system might affect federal operations. The report makes recommendations on how to prepare the federal government for a U.S. CBDC system. Importantly, the report does not make any assessments or recommendations about whether the U.S. should pursue a CBDC, nor does it make any decisions regarding particular design choices for a potential U.S. CBDC system. Policy objectives for a U.S. CBDC system. At last year's Summit for Democracy, President Biden spoke about the importance of using technology to advance democracies to lift people up, not to hold them down. If the U.S. launches its own CBDC, it should advance this democratic vision. Now, I agree with that. We should use technology to uplift people and not to hold them down. I absolutely agree with that. The question is, is how do you do that, right? What's the implementation? Let's continue. This report includes the Biden-Harris administration's policy objectives for a potential U.S. CBDC system, building on priorities outlined in the executive order. For example, these objectives state that a U.S. CBDC system should expand equitable access to the financial system, preserve the role of physical cash, and only, and only collect data that is strictly necessary. Now, that's that's very strange. Collect data. Why would they be collecting data about money? Um, what kind of data? You know, that's interesting. That's that's very strange and interesting. Um, definitely, I'll put another link in the description for a YouTube video on how Bitcoin works, how blockchains work, how proof of stake blockchains work, uh, 
how Bitcoin works, really. Um, and, and, and that will help that statement make a little bit more sense. Um, but very, very interesting. They also note that a U.S. CBDC should be sustainable, avoiding the environmental concerns raised by some privately issued digital assets. And they note a U.S. CBDC should be functional and provide a good customer experience so that all Americans can truly benefit. Now, I think that a digital currency probably should be functional. <laughs> That's a good idea, right? And it should, it should provide a good experience, right? You should be able to utilize it well. It should be a good experience. I agree with that. Not for a CBDC, though. These policy objectives provide a framework by which to evaluate different design choices for a U.S. CBDC system. The 18 technical design choices in this report are analyzed with respect to these policy objectives so that policymakers can see how policy objectives manifest themselves deep in the weeds of technical design choices. Now, this little technical design choices link, that would be an interesting one to click on. And uh, we, I, I may have to click on that and, and see where it takes me and bring more of that information to you guys as well, because I think that sounds really interesting. Okay, next little section here. Technical and financial design choices are interconnected. Okay, I like this idea. Good technology policy often requires getting specific about the technology being discussed and the policy priorities being pursued. This is particularly true uh, for CBDCs, which can be challenging to evaluate without being precise about the design choices underpinning the CBDC system. I think that that makes sense. I agree with that. As the U.S. contemplates potential development of a U.S. CBDC, this report tries to add specificity to the choices that policymakers could make about the details of the underlying technology, as well as the overarching policy priorities. While a U.S. CBDC would be a monetary instrument like cash, it is important to note that it would also be a large techno technology initiative. Over the past two decades, the federal government has rolled out a number of large technology initiatives, learning valuable lessons in the process. Many of these lessons could help ensure that the U.S. has sufficient technological infrastructure, capacity, and expertise to build and maintain a CBDC system. It will be important for, or for technical experts to work closely with, ex with experts in money and payment systems to ensure that a CBDC system serves broader economic goals while delivering a good customer experience. Man, kind of sounds like Satoshi Nakamoto what he did, you know, way back in the day, creating something that we all know as Bitcoin. That's kind of what that sounds like. Um, digital assets, R&D agenda. I love the word agenda. I love when they use the word agenda. <laughs> uh, following a recommendation in the report, OSTP and the National Science Foundation, whatever the hell that is, will lead an interagency effort to develop a national digital assets research and development agenda. Okay. This agenda will place a high priority on advancing research on topics like cryptography that could help, that could be helpful to CBDC experimentation and development at the Federal Reserve. This agenda will also cover topics less related to CBDCs, for example, working with consumer pro uh, protection experts. It might support innovations that increase financial inclusion and equity in the digital assets ecosystem without placing already 
financially vulnerable communities at greater risk. Okay, I guess I guess so. Uh, this R&D, research and development agenda, will take a whole-of-government approach consistent with the president's directives to place the highest urgency on R&D efforts related to CBDCs, as well as the fiscal year 2024 budget priority that requests the federal, uh, the federal departments and agencies collaborate on critical and emerging technologies, including financial technologies. Okay. What did we say here about 2024? What is that about? The R&D agenda will take a, an, an whole, a whole of government approach consistent with the president's directives to place the highest urgency on R&D efforts related to CBDCs, as well as the financial or the fiscal year 2024 budget priority. So it looks like maybe we're trying to shoot for 2024 on this deal. Uh, kind of seems like that's what it's saying. Let's continue. This will help bring the federal government's resources and expertise to bear on hard questions related to digital assets. This report helps advance the mission of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, which is to maximize the benefits of science and technology to advance health, prosperity, security, environmental quality, and justice for all Americans. Okay, well, there's what your Office of Science and Technology Policy is. Um, okay, the, the American people deserve to fully benefit from technological possibilities like a U.S. CBDC, while being protected from the harms it could bring. We look forward to continue, uh, to continue advancing President Biden's priorities on digital assets. Interesting read there. Very interesting read there. Um, I don't know what you guys' initial thoughts on that are. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting to see. I, I did not catch um, that fact sheet that came out on Friday, this past Friday, so a couple days back from now. Uh, but man, I thought that that was a really interesting read. I read it earlier today. Um, very strange, very interesting. Uh, I think that generally, I don't think a CBDC is good um, for the people. Uh, and I say that because of the incentives. Think about the incentives. The people that have control, all the control right now, let's call them the essential authorities, um, the people who control the money, that is the Federal Reserve the United States federal government, they are the central authority currently. They also state that in that article where they say to continue America's or the U.S.'s centrality in the international financial system. Um, so they are the central authorities. Um, and I would assume, and I think that you guys might agree, that the person that has all control, the person that is the central authority or the entity that is the central authority is incentivized to keep that control. And I would think that they're probably incentivized to keep that control because they think that they are doing the right thing. And if you think that you're doing the right thing, if you think you're the good guy, you probably want all the control, uh, as would I. I think that, you know, for the most part, the things that I do, I think, are the best things to do, uh, much like you probably think the things that you do are probably the best things to do. Um, and you probably want others to do that as well. This is no different on a Federal Reserve and federal government level where they've got control and central control, central authority, their central authoritative control over money today, they're not incentivized to give up that control. I don't know why they would be. Um, they also cannot spend def on, on a deficit. Well, let's think about this. 
they want to continue being able to spend on a deficit, being able to spend on credit without having to actually pay for that and answer for those things. Um, and, and they're not going to be able to do that if they give up control to a sound money standard. Now, do I believe that Bitcoin is the only future possible that is best for humanity? Uh, I don't. I think that Bitcoin is a potential solution to the problem that we've got today. Um, I think it is the best solution that we've got available to us right now today. Um, And uh, that said, I think that, you know, we're right in the midst of this Ethereum merge as well, right? Uh, This actually happened already just a couple days back. Today's the 20th. I think that was um, kind of the evening between the 14th and the 15th where that Ethereum merge from the proof of work consensus mechanism to the proof of stake consensus mechanism happened. Um, So this is kind of interesting that we're talking about central bank digital currencies. We're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about the Ethereum merge. Uh, I think that consensus mechanisms have a huge, huge piece in this. Um, Now, again, just to remind you, a consensus mechanism is a mechanism by which a group of people or a network maybe come to consensus on what is objectively the truth. If I give you $10, right? Now we're, we're saying dollars, right? We got to be conscious about this. Dollars, because that's what is our medium of exchange, unit of account today. If I give you $10, how do we verify that you now own that $10? Well, uh, you've got the bearer's note, right? If it's cash, you've got the bearer's note. But if, if I send you $10 on Venmo or Cash App or PayPal or Zelle or whatever, well, now we're utilizing a third party to verify that that transaction happened and that this, this amount of capital went from this party to this party, right? That is a consensus mechanism that's based on trust, that's based on a third party. Now, where I think digital currencies and cryptocurrency really is, gets interesting on this sense is that, well, let's just talk about Bitcoin because I'm not sure about everything else. Bitcoin has a proof of work consensus mechanism, which allows you to eliminate trust from the equation. You can now transact peer to peer, and that can be verified objectively via the proof of work consensus mechanism, which is an equal opportunity consensus mechanism. You've got just as much chance as the next guy, assuming you've got the same amount of computer power. Um, Now you increase your probabilities of verifying that block and earning the block reward if you've got more computers, right? But that is the beauty of capitalism. Uh, But it's equal opportunity. Now, Ethereum just moved from proof of work, which is what we just talked about, to proof of stake. Proof of stake, on the opposite hand, is uh, basically the largest stakeholders control what happens within the network. And they verify and validate what happens in the network. This is, this is different, but very similar to the existing system that we've got today. Um, that is, let's think. Well, you've got the United States federal government and the Federal Reserve that act as the central authorities within our current financial system. On the Ethereum network, you've got uh, Ethereum, the company, right, Vitalink and all his boys that control the protocol, that maintain the protocol, that maintenance the protocol, they are able to impact that, as well as the largest stakeholders, the largest owners of Ethereum. They are also able to validate and make true what they want. Um, 
And I don't think that that's good. Now, I think that also central bank digital currencies bring with them a lot of scary, uh, a lot of scary stuff in the privacy sector. Um, do we want the federal government to know every single transaction that we make? I would argue that we don't. This is not because people are guilty, but this is a, this is a privacy issue, right? Um, I need to, I probably ought to brush up on my, uh, on my understanding of the constitution, but I forget which, I forget which amendment it is, but we have a right to privacy in our own, in our own uh, home. Right. And I forget the exact verbiage, but that's somewhat paraphrased, right? We have the right to privacy. I don't think that a digital uh, central bank digital currency is going to provide that. Um, again, why do I think that? Why? Why would? Why would it not? Well, again, you got to think about the central power and the control. The control is is where I believe historically a lot of human beings have fallen short. People try to control too much, and because we are humans. We have what is built into us called uh, sin nature. I believe that this is true. I believe that no human is perfect. And uh, if that is true, I think that we have a possibility, uh, the ability to fail. And if we have the ability to fail, um, well, we're going to fail at some point or another. And I think that this is one of those cases where we could very badly fall down and skin our, not just our knee, but we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get pretty bloody um, if if a central bank digital currency comes into existence. Now, again, this is very preliminary. This is very early on in the process. This thing may all get thrown out to the dogs uh, next week, and we may never hear about it again. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. Uh, but who knows what we'll see in the future. I just wanted to bring this information to you guys so you had a little bit more to think about, uh, a little bit more to chew on when it comes to these central bank digital currencies. We haven't talked about it in a little bit. Uh, but, hey, I thank you guys for listening. Um, we've got – you know, we – Griff and I have been a little bit, we've been real busy over the past probably three, four, five weeks. And we, uh, we have not brought all the heat and juice to you guys that we typically bring. We actually just had a conversation early last week about the importance of getting this thing going the right way again, uh, bringing some better content, bringing some more structured content to you guys. And we are both really excited about it. So we've got some good stuff coming down the pipe. So stay tuned for that. And I appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Nick and Griff Show, and we will see you next time. Peace.